Hey guys, what's up? This is your girl, Model E, and you are now tuned into episode 119 of Talking with E. Yes, me, your girl. I hope everyone is well. A lot of us are back to the hustle and bustle. I know this week I have started my hustle and bustle with going back to school. The kids, of course, I've already done my part. <laughs> so um, I hope you guys enjoyed last bi week episode. Um, it did pretty well. It did pretty well, I must say. So you guys go ahead and keep it up. Continue to tell a friend about your girl, Model E. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Model E. That's M-O-D-E-L underscore E underscore. And on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. Okay. All right. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start the conversation out tonight with something that we are all tired of because quite frankly, I am tired of hearing it. I am tired of having a conversation about it because I'm actually confused if I should talk about it. I don't want to be too quiet about it, but I also feel like I shouldn't talk about it, but I'm going to go ahead and speak briefly about it. So by the time you, ooh, it is thundering over here in this North Carolina beautiful weather. <laughs> so um, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard, but over the weekend, it was August the 28th. So by the time you hear this, this had already happened. There was um, a shooting out in Jacksonville, Florida where this uh, white guy, he went into a predominantly black neighborhood and he shot and killed three black people inside of a Dollar General store. Now, I am going to go ahead and let you all listen to this so you can hear it for yourself. And this is just how it's going to go. I mean... It happens. That's the one and only That's time I'll it. use that word. I want to be very clear that there is absolutely no evidence that the shooter is part of any large group. Hey. Shooter had authored several manifestos, one to his parents, one to the media, and one to federal agents. Portions of these manifestos detail the shooter's disgusting ideology of hate. Plainly put, this shooting was racially motivated and he hated black people. He wanted to kill niggers. That's the one and only time I'll use that word. Bad. I want to be very clear that there is absolutely no evidence that the shooter is part of any large group. Shooter had authored several manifestos. Okay. Now, um, this is very sad. It's, and they look at us black people as the bad guys like we are the one that just do the most and we are the cause of everything that's going on but in reality we are not the one going around shooting things up shooting schools shooting places we're not going into neighborhoods and we're we're not doing those things or at least not to the extent of this for hatred if anybody should have any type of hatred This is enough. And not only this happened in Jacksonville, Florida, we also had a woman today 
in Columbus, Ohio, who was 21 years old, black woman. She was shot and killed by the police. And she was pregnant and her unborn child got killed as well or died. Now, we don't know what happened. Everybody's trying to figure out exactly what happened. And this happened at a Kroger. So some people were saying that she was stealing. Some people were saying that she was trying to run over the police. But that does not constitute being killed. It doesn't constitute being killed, whatever the reason is. Um, it's just so much hatred going on between everybody and everything. I think we kind of forget the reason why we are here, we are living. And I'm not saying that we all have to be buddy-buddy with each other, but we all need to just live cordial and respect one another because that's the only way that this thing is going to work. And a lot of people, you know, us as black people, I can say for me, um, we don't really get upset about those things. I mean, it happened. We kind of just want to move on and just live and just do us. And we're not really able to do that because we are still so far behind. And, you know, earlier in the month we had where um, the black versus white on the um, boat and, you know, the black people started fighting back and it just was just whole chaos with the chair. So now we have this folding chair and it goes everywhere <laughs> with everybody. I mean, it it was very comedic, but at the same time, it kind of was like, yes, you know, it's it's time to start fighting back. Because I feel that if, you know, we 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 start doing something about it instead of protesting and doing walks all the time, we may can get a little bit of justice, you know, get stuff done. But violence never solves anything. I'm going to go ahead and put that out. But the only thing I'm asking is, you know, we just live in this world together and just not be so hatred towards one another. I don't understand why there is, because if anybody should be mad, I'm going to reiterate again, it should be us. Simple as that. Um, another thing I want to talk to you guys about, and I also have a video, is uh, being safe with your kids. Um, it was this one guy, he was at an amusement park, and I'm going to go ahead and um, share this. So this one guy, he was at the amusement park, and... Hold on. And, you know, sis kind of handled it. She took matters in her own hands and she. My daughter in your phone! Why the fuck do you got my daughter in your phone? She took a picture of her daughter. He's taking pictures of her little girl. fucking god, you fucking pervert! Not even Get my daughter out your gift! Delete my daughter's She's a pervert lurking at. Apart. And everybody just stand around with their phone. With their phone. 
they just claim knowing that he did something wrong taking pictures of little girls now look let me tell y'all something so what in the world okay so um uh-oh what happened did i lose you guys oh, i didn't okay had to stop and share okay so um this guy was at the amusement park and he was taking videos of little girls now there are perverts everywhere you go i'm telling you people don't ever put your guard down even as grown adults, don't put your guards down. But if you have kids, please, please be aware of your surroundings. If your kids need to go out in public by themselves, like go to the restroom or anything like that, guess what you do? You go and you take them to the restroom. You may not always have to go in there with them. I do most of the time. But I'm going to also... Um, stand by that door and I'm going to give you two minutes and if you don't be out in two minutes mommy is coming inside to see what's up um, when you're at the park keep a close eye on your kids I know a lot of time sometimes parents just sit in the car while their kids is out in the park playing go sit out at the bench or something keep a close eye on your kids um, when you're at cookouts and stuff, yeah, you are around family, but really no one is there to babysit. Keep an eye on your kids because there are other people out there who's lurking too. Um, when you go to the store, one time when my first kid was very young, he decided that he wanted to go on the other aisle by himself without me knowing my heart fell out of my chest because just for that split second, I thought that I had lost my son. I thought somebody had stole him, you know? And that is the worst feeling in the world when you think you lost your child. And to think that someone may get them and hurt them and do all type of things to them, or sometimes they may even never come back home. So I keep my kids close to me regardless where I'm at. I have a seven-year-old. Sometimes I will put him in a cart just so I can keep my eyes on him. Sometimes you have to do those things because it's hard being a parent. And also when you're at restaurants, don't let the kids go to the bathroom by themselves. It's just me. Yes, I am an overprotective parent, but at the same time, I am learning to let my kids go outside, especially my oldest, because I can't keep them held in. But again, I am a safe parent. I'm going to make sure that they're safe. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Did I had no, I didn't have a video for y'all for that one. But um, just be safe. Another thing I want to talk to you guys about. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring this up again. Derek Jackson. Yeah, y'all remember Derek Jackson? The one who was this relationship coach and he had, every, and yes, I'm going to say everybody. He had me. It was some moments where I was like, okay, 
you know, but this dude was always in a car all the time. But then I always had a thought in the back of my mind was like, y'all really following this dude like that. And then he pops up with his wife, I think probably like a year ago. You know, he divorced her and everything. And he had him another woman. He had an, another woman. Um, he cheated. And so he's been on this. Um, he was on the show podcast or something. And he was telling his story about what happened. So I'm going to go ahead and um, let y'all hear it. <laughs> Honey. All right. Y'all ready for this? All right, make sure y'all go ahead. Break y'all too. All right of energy towards a woman except in intimacy and so how I would Make sure you express my affection oftentimes was aggressive like I want to pick her up yeah. I don't just kiss her I pin her up against the wall put my hand around I'm not trying to get graphic yeah. it's context here so I, you know come up behind her and hug on her you oh, know kind of aggressive cool. yeah, cool. but that would make her really really shut down like, I ain't never been so sensitive wife. to rejection because we all get rejected but this is the first time I felt that and what safer what felt safer was to go out and at least have friendships with other girls just the conversation felt like receptiveness, like acceptance again. Mm -hmm. um, but those loose boundaries turned into no boundaries. So, you know, if we continued to clash and continue, she continued to pull away or what have you, and I'm not getting no answers or whatever, I'm especially in my prideful state, I'm thinking, man, she got me effed up. So yeah. I'm over here doing the right thing and she over here um, acting like I ain't nothing. So now there's a party tonight or there's a girl on campus and then she got her mm -hmm. own dorm room. And that's whenever I started messing around. Which is interesting. Now I realize something. Mm -hmm. You were trying to be on the straight and narrow and that aggressive personality that you had because she told me, well, she told us on the podcast that she had experienced a rape two weeks before y'all met. Mm -hmm. Everything that happened that was really painful two was really one long met. repetitive pattern. Right. Me feeling rejected for this, that, and the other. And she handles, you know, becoming okay again a certain way. Um, but I didn't know certain forms of affection that were natural to me just felt scary to her, put her back in a certain space where, you know, certain things that happened. So, yeah. And that's, that's so interesting. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I'm getting an understanding. It's like you have this woman who has experienced this Trauma. huge violation of mm -hmm. her body, her soul, her spirit, this brokenness. She meets this guy who she says she just loved the mess. She loved your dirty draws. You're hmm. wanting to you show your affection. You she grabbing did. her, you grabbing about her neck. You being aggressive physically, uh, you know, from a sexual standpoint, she's getting nervous. She's getting triggered on all levels. Don't even realize that she's being triggered like this. She's closing up rejection to you because you've experienced that growing up. Mom mm -hmm. no longer is kissing you and tucking you in the bed at night. Rejection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now you're like, well, now I'm going to go self-medicate. I have this history of looking at porn and now the way I self-medicate is watching this. So mm -hmm. now I'm going to do the outward extension of that. Yeah. Now I'm over here hanging out with girls. One thing leads to another. Now you're right. over here smashing. Now mm -hmm. it's triggering her. Once. How how did she ever find out when you first cheated on her? Yeah, Derek. How did she how did she act it? Huh? Look, okay. First of all. Okay. Come back. Now, when his ex-wife went on a podcast and told him that just before she met him two weeks ago. She went through a rape. So she went through a traumatic situation. 
that robbed all of her. Okay. Because when someone has been raped and violated, it robs you of everything that you know. Okay. And he knew that. And he basically took advantage of it. And that's just my opinion. I'm going off from what I see. Yes, he is a man. Those are his desires. That's how he do. But you cannot go and treat a woman who just went through trauma like that. She has to take it easy. Why marry a woman in that state if you are not prepared to deal with that? Because that is a lot of time. It, it's a lot of healing involved in that process. And you just can't go and grab a woman by her neck. You can't do that. You can't do that on a woman that's been through stuff just two weeks prior to y'all meeting. And then you go and you marry her. To me, in my opinion, in E's opinion, to be honest, I think he married her just to have somebody. Or he married her for a project. She was a project to him. And then he just threw her to the curb. And we all know that girl loved him. You can look at her in those past videos when she had on that big sweater looking all homely back then. You can tell she really loved his dirty draws and his draws was dirty at the time. I know a man has various sexual desires and they like and that that's cool women we the same way we we love certain desires but if you know a person has been mentally drained exhausted hurt confused why would you allow yourself to get into a situation like that and be your current self you can't do that you got to take time so you go out and you start watching porn and you go hanging out at little frat parties girls who had their own dorm rooms and one thing lead to another you know what that was going to lead to and you guys, you guys revved him up. Ooh, Terry Jackson, mm -hmm, you right. And now what y'all think about him now? A lot of y'all still follow him. But that's y'all relationship coach. Y'all should let me be y'all relationship coach because I would not lead y'all down a path of destruction. See, I think a lot of people want someone to tell them what they want to do is correct. See, y'all couldn't have me as that because y'all be mad at me. Y'all will be mad at me. But that was the ending for the show. Derrick Jackson's ass. Yes, I said that. And his dirty draws because in my opinion, he did that woman wrong. He used her as a project, something that he can write off on his taxes. And he made a boo-boo out of her. And she fell for it because she loved him. So I hope this woman gets herself together, go through therapy. If she's not going through therapy, which I'm sure she is, 
just know yourself, honey, know your self-worth and and you don't have to find anyone right now, but find someone who is going to be for you, who is going to take the time that you need and just make sure you communicate that. Don't don't fall in love so fast and marry somebody and not understand where they're coming from and not know them. Derek Jackson, your ass. Thank you for tuning into another bi-weekly episode of Talking with E. I am your girl, your host, Model E, and I will see you guys soon. Ciao. Mm-hmm. <laughs>